0: get out of here, mom! I don't know if you heard of that one, that cold open I just did through the headphones that we record through, but I just did one. So, hi, everyone. That's a cold open to the podcast. Original podcast. do not steal. Podcasts where never every week. Amber Autumn and I discuss at length your favorite intellectual properties, mythologies, ideas, dreams, hopes, conceptions, sometimes species that exists on our planet. And we make an original character within that space. And today we're doing something a little different. We're not necessarily making an original character, but it's going to be a collaborative. How we do back and forth storytelling extravaganza. So Amber, Autumn, and I are going to discuss what we'd do if we got to make an Ice Climbers video game. I talked for a bit. Amber, do you have anything to say?
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure what back and forth, how we do extravaganza means substantially differently than the already uh, like extant how we do formula, as it already exists in the world, but I am excited to find out. Um, uh, Devin made a a video essay on Ice Climbers a couple years back. Um, uh, It was like 20 minutes long. It was on YouTube. It was really good. Um, uh, And I learned a lot about Ice Climbers through that video, which is good because I, um, otherwise, uh, know fucking jack shit about Ice Climbers. So everything that I know about Ice Climbers already, um, I learned through one Devin Reese. Uh so I I don't know that much about ice climbers is, is what I'm trying to say. That's bo- it, that's all I have to say.
0: Yeah, perfect. Just like checks list everyone. Ice climbers are not a particularly <sighs> fondly looked at nintendo property most people go oh they show up in smash and that's fine that's about as far as my enjoyment of them went until i played the game and i found i had a lot of takes and things to say i just really like popo and nana and i wish they had more than two games come on nintendo give me more is it really just two it's
1: funny because they're like pretty iconic right like i know who the ice climbers are um
0: yeah, it's it's a thing and of... Pit, Kid Icarus, there's two installments. One people talk about. He shows up one time in Smash and gets a new game. That's what I want for Ice Climbers, man.
1: So, um, uh... uh, Original podcast, weekly podcast, we make an original character in a franchise, this week's franchise, Ice Climbers. Um, Amber Autumn, she, her. Uh, I... I... So Ice Climbers is, like, a series of, like, side-scrolling, like, arcade games, right? It's two arcade games from, like, way, way back. Um, I'm curious about why they even chose them for Smash, because it doesn't seem to me that they have any, like, a huge particular, like, cultural relevance outside of Smash anymore, right? Like,
0: yep. I think it was just oddball pick, because when you're doing your crossover fighter, roster is important stares very intently at Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. God, I'm not getting into that today. But it is a chance to represent the underrepresented and introduce an audience to new and different projects, and Nintendo has a wonderful, lavish library that I'm nowhere near an expert on. There's still oddball choices. I'm forever going, ah, do Bait and Kados and Custom Robo. So you pick Ice Climbers, and it's a potential to show new people this new thing that no one cared about before. And you get a new set of fans. And if your only fandom is Popo and Nana from Smash, that's just as valid as mine, where I've spent two goddamn long thinking about it.
1: I I, I love taking every opportunity that we can get on this podcast to remind people that you play fighting games and that I don't play fighting games. Yeah. So so, when you say how we do, are we talking about like how we would make a video game out of these, like a like a a third video game, or is this like, are we making an ice climbers comic book? Like, what are we what are we doing here?
0: Yes, I do very specifically want to craft here today with you. What if ice climbers finally got that third game, and I specifically was very happy. I would want a 2.5D side-scroller that feels like Donkey Kong Country. That's what I would want out of it. That's like the feel. I mean, you give the reins to me. It's sprite-based because I love that. But theoretically, it's coming out now, and a 2.5D side-scroller would be how I'd want Ice Climbers to come back.
1: Right, but probably with a strong emphasis on verticality, because that's an extremely important part of the originals, is that it's like a like vertic- like you, you wanna climb up, right? Like that's the that's like the gimmick.
0: Yeah, I say side scroller because that puts the correct idea in people's head, but it would be you're going up because you're scaling a mountain. How many times can I it's say an upward things? scroller <laughs> I said in my ice climbers video. Go watch it everyone. But so you hand me the reins to Ice Climbers. I know immediately the hook I give, and it is that a pterodactyl, maybe the one from the first game, maybe a new one, a pterodactyl has stolen the Northern Lights, and you must get them back. And so each level has two variants. No, each each section you go through has two variants. You get to play them through again, because that's a nice way to feel like your game is twice as long without having to do too much crazy, stupid, dumb work. So when he stole the Northern Lights, it isn't just taking the Northern Lights out of the sky; it's taking color out of the world. So the first time you go through each world, it's it's all in darkness, right? It's various shades of black and gray and white, and then right. you get the color back after you beat the boss, and you can re go through those worlds, and now you can experience all the fun, yeah. lavish colors they have.
1: You've said all these things to me, um, about vertical side-scrolling, um, uh. 2D sprites if you get your uh, if you get your perfect wish Um, and I'm sorry for being transgender um, uh, but I hear that and I go oh oh we're talking about Celeste here this is Celeste
0: yeah because Celeste is the Ice Climber sequel I want (laughs) wait is yeah so
1: okay great i'm glad i'm glad i anticipated that then yeah Um, i
0: i would like to say that that's the ice climber sequel i've always wanted for this episode i would like it to feel more like a donkey kong country 2.5 d um but we can go down either of the roads you would like you're also a member of this podcast and your opinion is just i am the rumor comes out um no, I mean,
1: like the other thing is that I don't, I don't have any fucking experience whatsoever with Donkey Kong, just, like just, just at all in general. I don't know that I, ha- I have that much of a frame of reference for that. So I don't know what is, what is, what is when you say it feels like Donkey Kong. What does that
0: mean? Donkey Kong Country are a series of two point five D side scrollers where you move left to right and. Uh... Fight various, usually crocodile-based enemies, and there's a heavy emphasis on barrel time platforming, and various... There's a lot of timing, right? Because of the platformer, and you're jumping from left right. To, to right. I'm not the biggest... You, you are? I, yeah, I... Oh, God. If anyone actually likes those games, they're going to be so upset with me. But my hot take has always been <laughs> that Donkey Kong Country was best when it was Diddy Kong Country, because... Diddy Kong having to be a crafty, time-things-out thinking person who is agile, right? He's a a monkey, he's agile, jumping and defeating enemies via jumping on their head always felt more true to him. When I'm playing a Donkey Kong game, I want it to be Donkey Kong Jungle Beats, baby, because that- have you ever played Donkey Kong Jungle Beats? No, I've never played a Donkey Kong. Okay, Donkey Kong Jungle Beats was a GameCube game where the controller was a set of bongos, and you would have to smack the bongos either left or right to get them to move left or right, and occasionally you would have to clap. And I that... have seen
1: a friend playing Super Smash Bros. on those bongos.
0: Yes, so and they rule. I there do was, have that. They were such a good gimmick because they made the cathartic smacking of bongos to hit your opponent. There's, like, just a tactile feel to it that cannot be replicated in controllers, and the loud smack you make just feels right for Donkey Kong, king of the jungle, who's brutalizing his way through this goddamn forest because he's the king, baby! Ice climbers, right? Well, yeah, the thing is that you're
1: saying all that, and and because it's this podcast i'm immediately thinking like okay why can't we steal that idea like i know that like proprietary controllers are not as an especially popular thing today given that
0: consoles are what they are at the moment um but it's our game yeah i love a gimmick controller i don't have an idea for one that would make you feel like an ice climber do you they climb with what like ice picks Yeah, they climb with ice picks and the the shoes with the spikes. Is Ice Climbers built to be an inherently two-player game? No. It should be co-op if you're doing a sequel because... 100%. Yeah, it Um, it should be heavily co-op because Popo and Nana are the best friends on a fun adventure to get the lights back.
1: So in the original, it's not co-op. How does the gimmick of controlling two Ice Climbers work?
0: There aren't two of them. There's just Popo. Nana gets introduced in the sequel. And then you can play as her. Okay, and it, and so. it plays like... It plays like playing two-paper... Uh, like playing two-player on OG Mario. Where Mario goes, dies. Whoever's player two, Luigi goes. Luigi dies, Mario goes.
1: Yeah, I, I want to I wanna make this... Then my instinct here is make it really truly focused on couch co-op if not necessarily couch co-op um uh because i think there should be more couch co-op games and i want to, there to be them um or like long distance co i want them i want them to be multiplayer co-op focused and if it's not like like if it's not the super smash brothers thing where y- you're controlling both of them at the same time um Uh, And if we, well, I guess it has to be couch co-op if we're focusing on a if we if we want a proprietary controller, um, which I haven't quite given up on yet. Um, But then my thought is like, I want to, I want to do like a like a motion control thing or something where like you you
0: pass it between the two of them. Um, I'm I'm, I am perfectly fine to say it's just a Donkey Kong Country and or backslash Super Mario Wii. You just got both of them on screen same time, two controllers, two hands. Do You ever play Tale of Two? I don't think so. What I, is it? It's that it's that video game where your parents are going through a divorce, and you play as the parents. I didn't play it, but I figured if you might have, I might have asked I you. I actually, what a... I actually did play a little bit of that with
1: um. Uh, with this girl, who I'm gonna get on this podcast eventually at some point.
0: Yeah, um, I was gonna ask if you've played it. What are some things they did that we could totally not rip off, but totally rip off? Because that's how things
1: <laughs> work. It's fun. Um, honestly, a lot of that game reminded me of the of the like multiplayer sequences in Portal Two. You know the the co op section of Portal Two, which is like obviously yes right obviously you do like the puzzles that are designed for two people when you're platforming right where you need someone to press the button so that somebody else can get through the area so they can press the button to let you through you know like that whole deal never played portal 2 but yes okay well i mean i mean yeah it's just it's that it's it's you do all the 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 you do all the things that you would expect you to do um okay okay I'm going to abandon the controller by now, and I'm going to hope that something emerges for me organically later. Um, uh, uh, So, story. Pterodactyl. Steals the Northern Star. By the way, extremely fucking delightful. Love that. Thank you so much. Uh, 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 Complete delight. We want to modernize it. I think probably our closest touchstone here is the 2D Mario games, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You get the world map, but it's a little more like crash bandicoot one, but instead of going to different island uh, different islands, you are constantly going up the one mountain until you get to the summit baby ooh, that's cute that's i mean yeah, it's um
1: God, you have so much more experience than I do with like retro video games. I'm a fucking zoomer um I'm a little uh, tiny baby um. Uh, I don't like the words that I just said there.
0: Wham, Um, wham, I'm a little tiny baby. Only game I know is Fortnite and Fall Guy. Wham, wham, bottle. Give me titty. Uh,
1: well, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, wait, there's other games other than Fortnite and Fall Guys? I wouldn't know, any. When you tell me, I'm trying to decide what my actual question about this game is. Where do we, like, what's the thing we're trying to figure out to start?
0: Yeah, I think that would be how do you sell the game, which is a difficult question for me to answer because the sell for me is just, oh, you've told me there's a new ice climber. But how do you get Joe Smo, who doesn't care, to be like, oh, I'll check this out? So I'm going to throw out some ideas real quick. Just some gimmicky ass yeah. Nintendo launch Wii U style ideas. So part of what makes the original Absolutely, ice climbers. As interesting to me as it is, is there's a level of interconnectivity through the world, because NPCs have almost as much level of interactivity with the stage as you do. So, potentially, the crafting platforms thing, you could have someone on the dumb Wii U controller that no one used hit button and create block of ice, and maybe they're playing as a villain, When they use the Wii U controller, the extra Wii U controller that no one used. You just give someone the touch controller, and then they can make ice fall or appear on the stage. Just a fun gimmick of, like, let someone be dick while you two try to three-player game where the third person is a villain. These are just ideas I'm throwing out.
1: So, like, you have a, a character who's doing an antagonistic thing. Yeah. Um... I always try to lead away from that just because I like co-op. And I think that, like, Ice Climbers is is cute. Um, yeah, we don't have to do it. And I like I like the co-op of it. And, and, like, I like the co-op of it to the point where I kind of want it to be... The c- I, I kind of want it to be the cell. You were talking about wanting a cell. And I think, to me, my instinct is that the cell um is that it's a it's a two-player cooperative game this is a game to play with your girlfriend this is a game to play with your bff when you're hanging out um this is a game for like the two of you to play when you need something to play together um uh and we're gonna lean into that and we're gonna be like better at doing that exact thing because honestly couch co-op a little bit of a dying breed all
0: right so the
1: yeah go on which is one of the reasons I was like so invested in the controller was like the physicality of it it was was like was like oh like, um we're doing something that no one else can do because you're in space with your best friend, although that does make it tricky in terms of like like you couldn't do it with like people who are not close by each other you know um
0: yeah. so if the the spring well the thematic cohesion from which all bursts is the sense of cooperation. I'm just going to spitball some takes. I please feel I, free. I do then feel like something that would happen with the NPCs is you see them not working together when the lights have gone on and then through your influence as Popo and Nana showing them the way, lighting their path, bringing the light back when you revisit levels. You see those NPCs working together. Maybe just in the background is a little garnish. Or maybe there's some dialogue about it when you stop and talk to oh the Oh my guys. god that's so cute. Oh my god that's so cute.
1: Okay, okay. Let me follow that up. Um uh it's a platformer, right, but there are enemy characters, right? There's like there's penguins the, and
0: polar there's bears the and whatever. Bear and the seal, baby. And then we make up our own bear things and the because we get to do whatever we want.
1: We do. Um, what if the same thing is true for the enemies? And we have, like, a... There's a, 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 a thematic component throughout the various enemies in the game where they are also, like... Either, like, they're cooperating and the way to get through them is by, like, disrupting their cooperation... Or, um, that you, through your action, like, they are being dysfunctional and you have to teach them how to cooperate in order to, like, uh, 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 neutralize their hostility or, like, neutralize the ways in which they are dangerous to you, right? Like, like, you have a bear, um, and, and, and the bear is scary, um, because it wants to eat you. Um, but as soon as you can get the bear and the heron to work together, the heron can get a fish for the bear, and then the bear no longer wants to eat you. You know.
0: I like that. I think you have enemies be a mix of both. Some enemies are the first one. Some enemies are the second one. Sprinkle them throughout. And level. then it's
1: like a, it's a whole exploration of the concept of. Uh, you know,
0: cooperation and and, and and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, that's cute. I want to talk about bosses for a sec. Because I love a good boss. Please. So, you do. The pterodactyl steals the Northern Lights. and my brain, him having a gang felt a little too close to Sly Cooper. So the idea I then had okay. was instead of just having a claw gang, he has some henchmen who are down for the cause but other bosses will be just like an arctic bat for example which is just a sentence i enjoy (laughs) saying an arctic bat who he flies through the level sees the bat and shoots it with like a darkness ray and then it becomes the shadow variant that you have to beat at the end of the level so it's a mix of naturally people who are working for him and then people he's forcing to work with and it's a metaphor for your boss being shitty and only telling you to do mm-hmm. things the one way because they suck is it a metaphor for that definitely possibly maybe what are metaphors i forgot what they were when i played dark souls and you meet guinevere and she has giant boobs Dark Souls! You're trans, Elden Ring. I am. Ugh. Oh, you caught me.
1: I've been clocked. Um, I don't like the Souls... I mean, I don't I don't play the Souls-like games. I don't like have any desire to play the Souls-likes. Um, uh, they do not seem to me that they would be my
0: Yeah, I, vibe. Don't, I don't think you'd have a good time with the Souls games. Oh, that's
1: actually great to hear. That's actually very affirming. Um, then someone who, like, sort of knows my tastes, uh, would agree with me on that. Thank you. Um.
0: Yeah, man. Not everything is for everyone. What the hell? Hello. Hello. We back? Yep, we're back.
1: Great. I just want to embarrass you on air by telling everybody that, um, Devin was just having a very cute conversation with his partner. Um... Which is, like, pretty embarrassing, to be honest with you, so we should all laugh at him. No, Judas, that's gay.
0: Where'd we leave off?
1: Uh, we were talking about doing couch co-op, we were talking about um, the enemies, and then you said, I want to talk about boss fights for a second.
0: And yeah, then where we... and then I talked about the setup of bosses because I don't have like a great idea for how boss fights would work which could lead us into hey are there like power-ups and stuff do you get special items or is it more like Mario where you hit the box you get an item for a little bit or is it like a Legend of Zelda where you acquire more items slowly throughout the course of the journey I'm a fan of the
1: Legend of Zelda style personally I don't know if it makes sense like feelings wise for ice climbers um, it's just that like the Legend of Zelda style is the style that I like the
0: best um, it's fun for me yeah, well, um, the, the feel of Ice Climbers is there's two of them and we're kind of allowed to do whatever because who's going to complain that it doesn't feel authentically like Ice Climbers I don't know, me? Me on Twitter? So <laughs> yeah I say you get items more items slowly throughout the journey that can also impact the way you play Let's, okay. Cause, cause... I also,
1: I have a I have like a strong, compelling need to like make the items that you get. Um. Uh, like I want to like given that we're making co op the like golden standard of this of this
0: of this little franchise. Um, I think there are I some want... items that are specific to Poa and some items that are specific to Nana.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I was. I was just going to say like that you have items that are specific that are like specifically designed around boosting your teammate um, or that like in some way your choices influence teammates choices. Like we build in synergies, but if there's, if there's some that are specific to Poe and some that are specific to Nana, th- these characters play in different ways. No. Or do they have different roles on the team?
0: Not really, but I thought introducing that could be, add a little bit of depth to these two characters and that would be a fun thing to do you get a feeling that like you
1: can you can choose to like like build them
0: in different ways sort of yeah maybe you find out that nana is a bit better at smashing and she gets some bigger hammer that lets her smash heavier ice cubes maybe you find out nana is good with rope but it get some rope thing that lets them climb a little higher distance okay. you get a... but just like
1: by coincidence it's not like it's not like coded in it's just like via random drops organically um uh certain synergies certain discrepancies will just like organically emerge yeah yes so then we gotta think about what our main verbs are in this game. Um, I'm doing like video game designer talk now. Um, what? What do you? What are your verbs in the original Ice Climbers games? What do you do in them?
0: You smash blocks of ice. You jump. You smash seal. You collect various fruits in the bonus levels. You scale the mountain. You get your eggplant back from the pterodactyl.
1: So we've got like like jump, climb, smash. Yeah. Like as the base like things that your buttons can do. Yeah. Um uh so then I maybe wanna throw in a couple more like um uh throw and possibly as a compliment grab like toss between each other. Um, hoist, like hoist someone, or possibly that's the same as throw, but you just throw the other person. Um, uh,
0: uh, Yeah, you incorporate the double jump they have in Smash, and also you can swap- some items can be swapped back and forth.
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, must be. Some, like, right, like some- some- some situations- you try to organically build it. This is like this is like a a skill based sort of like action game, right? It's not like so much puzzling. Like, it's not you don't have time to like infinitely sit there and think through what you're doing. It's like there are enemies right now, and you have to jump around them in like a Mario sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, this is just something that sprang up to my brain. So. Totally. In the Smash, you find out that Popo and Nana have ice based superpowers to some extent. So that could be a fun way to work in the constructing platforms you hit b twice i haven't thought too hard and then you do their down b from smash where they shoot the cold wave and the thing freezes and then you could maybe make platforms based on that
1: yeah that's cute
0: freeze the the seal to make easier to get jump good what are the what are the bosses in the
1: original ones who uh, are
0: they? It's what's their deal? It's not. It's a. It's like a game. It's like asking who's the boss in a game and watch. There's just the pterodactyl who stole your eggplant and you get it back. Okay, it's just the one. So yeah, you can just make up some bosses. I already said Arctic Bat, who's a big white bat with a big giant fur collar because it's cold out there. That is pretty silly. Um, but uh, but no, so. To be clear,
1: there there are other bosses other than the pterodactyl in the game.
0: Yeah, he's assembled a crew and occasionally makes some. Okay. I want a hyena who's really into Krumpus. like that's his motif. He's evil Santa, and so that giant hyena hunch is the sack he has.
1: That's pretty good. Why is there a hyena in the on the on the on the pole?
0: Because it's fun. Because a few of the bosses are things that are a little out of sync well can't complain about that um i would like a killer whale boss fight and i think that's the one of the less anthropomorphized bosses it's just a fucking big killer whale just a fucking killer
1: whale (laughs) i would like a boss fight with like a big like arctic coral reef that is alive
0: Ooh. I like that. That's cool.
1: And then, like, the environment itself gets to be the boss. That's
0: a good one. Thank you, thank you. I made it myself. I would want one to be a child-friendly take on the Wendigo.
1: Ooh, that's pretty good.
0: I have a question. Go for it. Do you want this to end on a Kirby note? where the final boss is some sort of eldritch nightmare, and you go, what the fuck? (laughs) Uh, I thought
1: our final boss was the pterodactyl. Not that I would be mad about that. I love some eldritch nightmare shit.
0: Um, Yeah, no, I just wanted to gauge your brain. I think I leaned towards no, but I thought it was worth discussing at the very least. Totally. Um... Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I I don't know
1: that I would that I would say that I have a, a a mighty need for
0: that in the moment. Um And if you did want it to be an Eldridge thing, you'd just he you do the first round fight, you beat him and he's like, Now I gotta get serious because Japan and then he eats the northern lights and becomes some kind of cosmic light pterodactyl thing.
1: That fucking rules.
0: Now I kind of do want to do it. All right, fuck it. I can be won over. That's the final fight, baby. <laughs> um, uh, that didn't take you very much to. That
1: didn't take me very much to win you over.
0: Yeah, no. Like I said, I was, I was very, I was, I was teeter tottering. I could go either way. See, yeah. What other things would we have to go over? Cause we have the bare essentials of a game that i am comfortable with making in our podcast where we don't fully make the thing
1: yeah um here's my question about the ice climbers um uh do they fuck
0: do they get a little kiss what's the deal with those ice climbers this is actually a big point of contention among fans because most people see popo and nana wait is it really yeah, because most people see Popo, Nana, and Smash, and they make the same assumption I did when I first saw them oh, oh, brother and sister, but the original creator has confirmed they're not brother and sister, they're friends, and so then, because of a few weird translations with entries they get for trophies and whatnot, it kind of hints that there's some romance to it, but Sakurai's been like, no, 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 it's, they're just best friends. No smooth. I...
1: I I fully was not expecting to get an answer to that question. I was just asking it as a as a as a gay little joke. Okay,
0: and now um, you know they are best friends. And now I know. We could introduce side characters that maybe get smooches, like a Funky Kong.
1: <laughs> Does such a thing occur in Funky Kong?
0: I'm trying to think. I know Donkey Kong wants smooch, but I don't think he gets it I th- funky kong fucks right he's a hang ten surfer bro on a surfboard Fu- funky kong be fucking i don't care what nintendo certainly says certainly he
1: would like to fuck there is no way he wouldn't
0: yeah you can meet like other fun ice climbers and maybe there's a hint that one of them wants a smooch
1: i was totally joking i don't need them to smooch that's that was fully a joke
0: Oh, no smooches? No smooches for you?
1: I fucking, I famously hate smooches. I will never kiss a person.
0: You famously Um, hate smooches, and I famously famously hate hate Thor, Ragnarok, and the Hobbit movies.
1: That's... (laughs) No, Devin, those are things you actually do famously hate.
0: (laughs) You know, I recently, I finally watched Desolation of Smug. Yeah? How'd that go? I still think those movies are mostly useless and cynical to the point of kind of going against that whole theme of dragon sickness bad. But honestly, if I get over the the gut reaction of, I don't know if this needs to be here, those movies work. Like, they work more than people like to give them credit for. Still not great, but they work. I actually think the barrel riding scene is great. I think it's a really good scene. I don't like that Frodo potentially murders baby, but if you were going to have it, the way they did it is how you should have it. It's handled perfectly. I don't know that I want or need it, but those are different conversations.
1: Well, I hope this was extravagantistic enough. Extravagant, Jesus. Um uh yeah, I sort of am like like is this our ice climber's game? Like it's hard to know how much is enough for this podcast, right?
0: Yeah, it's a weird game of just us kind of nebulously being like, is this the feeling of enough? Have we done it? I think it's good. I have more or less the br- a blueprint that makes me happy. I'd be excited if these things showed up in an Ice Climbers game. Then again, I'd be excited if they were like Ice Climbers game. So I'm eh, pretty easy to please here.
1: Okay, well, I guess in that case, um, uh, I guess in that case, um, we'll be done. We'll call that it uh uh we will call that an episode of original podcast and do not steal do we Um, not do the one thing a piece oh that's right oh you're right i guess i wasn't thinking about it because it wasn't like a character but you're right we should do the one thing a piece one thing a piece baby
0: i think there's some cute in between load screens where you get the feeling that popo wants to be a cool tough guy and he'll kind of like cross his arms and do American Kirby box cover and then Nana will be in the background kind of giggling at him so you can infer from their relationship that she gives him shit on occasion. Oh,
1: I want a game mode. I want a game mode where you can play where none of the enemies attack you um, and you get to just climb um. And it's, like, not the main game mode, um, but if, like, if you go into the menus, then you can turn it on um, so that it's possible to just, like, play a version of the game with, like, literally zero challenge. um, And you're just hopping around.
0: I have one more before we close out. Yeah, go. Uh, Problematic word warning, because I don't remember the correct label, but insert correct word for Eskimos, because I have come to understand. Thank you. That one you're looking for Inuit. Inuit, I want there to be some part of the game that is a very deep Inuit pull that I can't pull out of my head because I don't know that much about them. But there's some part of the game where someone points it out on TikTok and you go, "Oh, that's neat." It's like maybe a boss or a level or a theme, like a song, yeah. or a track, something there that's a really deep Inuit pull. Yeah, that's that's good and cute. Good and cute, just like our friendship that I'm going to do everything within my power to monetize. Mm, give wow, me those dollars. Wow, well done.
1: Oh my god, how does he do it? How do I um, do it?
0: I'm a wild man.
1: Well, um, uh, as you may or may not have heard in the course of listening to this, um, uh, this, I guess, has been Original Podcast, Do Not Steal. And 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 my name, I guess, um, has been Amber Autumn, she, her. And this, I guess, has been my illustrious co-host, Devin. Um, hi. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, and our 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 theme music was done by Kyle Alicia, who you can find at the real Ragnarok at bandcamp.com, dot um, bandcamp.com. Um, uh, and you should join us next week when Devin will try to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead, we are going to be doing something a little special and We're kicking be off about the master Star Wars
0: of shock master what what you see amber everything comes back to professional wrestling so the shock master made his debut on WCW and he fell through a wall like it was a shoot he didn't mean to fall he just did because there was something in his way and his outfit th- the most memorable part of it was it was a bedazzled stormtrooper helmet and it fell off of his head Devin.
1: I never know what you're talking about.
0: Star Wars month, baby!
1: It's Star Wars month! Um, uh, that's right, you're in for a whole fucking month of us talking about Disney's Star Wars, and there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Tough tits. Um, uh, 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 bye. Enjoy my hot Boba uh, Fett tanks! Uh, uh, I. Star-luck pit. <laughs> you just saying Starlack pit? Okay, <laughs> B- bye. <laughs> Okay, this is, um, editing Amber Autumn, uh, one, I'm sorry my voice sounds like this, I lost my voice, um, and two, um, obviously Star Wars month is not next month because we already did it, we released these out of order, next month is James Bond, okay, the Sarlacc pit.